Welcome back, everyone. This is a special episode of the podcast based on uh, what's happening in the world right now. We don't plan to have a lot of coronavirus episodes, but uh, the the virus raises a few topics that we need to address uh, on the, the podcast, and that includes the topic of loneliness, which is what we talk about today. This season of self-quarantine is abnormal for most of us, and that means the feeling of loneliness is a reality most of us now face. Uh, we can't visit retirement homes. Closed off to us now are churches, workplaces, restaurants. Uh, the sense of isolation and loneliness so common before this virus uh, has been amplified now by this quarantine. No surprise we're hearing this theme in our inbox as listeners write in. So, Pastor John, what would you say to the lonely? during this season. That's a good word you just said, amplification. Things are amplified now that, in a sense, have always been true for some. So maybe the first thing uh, to say is that I'm aware that thousands of Christians live alone all the time and deal with the issue of aloneness and sometimes loneliness, even when there is no coronavirus Mm -hmm. to amplify the the issue. Um, a few of these people love it that way. <laughs> most of them, most of them probably can imagine situations they'd rather be in, yeah. whether marriage or friendships or memberships that just haven't come their way. So we're not talking about an issue here that is only relevant during coronavirus. Mm-hmm. But there is no doubt that millions of people are being thrown now into a kind of life that they have never lived before, at least not in this way. These really are unprecedented days, and we don't know how long they're going to go, and we don't know how bad things are going to get Mm -hmm. or not. So it's good to say, in general, for the long term issue of aloneness or loneliness or the short-term issue of loneliness during this crisis that it's okay to believe and to feel that loneliness or aloneness is not the ideal way of life that God set up for humanity at the beginning. It's okay to believe that. He said to Adam when he was alone in Genesis 2.18, it's not good for man to be alone. But the world isn't the way it was created to be, and there are many reasons, some good, some justifiable, some bad, for why people are alone. Paul wasn't married. Jesus wasn't married. They knew lots of aloneness. Thousands of missionaries have had fruitful ministries without marriage partners, which means that even though aloneness is not ideal, God has provided grace for all kinds of situations in this fallen world that are not ideal. And loneliness is one of them. He's he's not unaware of it. Jesus experienced it, and there is grace for it, whether the short term of coronavirus loneliness or the long term of, of a life situation that involves loneliness. One way that God planned grace for the lonely is by sending his son to become a human being so that Jesus, his son, could experience a kind of loneliness that would make him, the Bible says, a sympathetic high priest for the lonely. I think the Gethsemane scene the night before he died 
is one of the most poignant in the Bible. Jesus takes his closest friends, Peter, James, and John, apart, and he says, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. And going a little farther, that means he's now alone, Mm -hmm. he fell on his face and prayed, Father, my Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And he came to his disciples, and he found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So you could not watch with me one hour? Now that happened three times. They fell asleep on him. He wanted their their partnership in prayer in this hour. Mm. He was a human being, and they couldn't do it. So it gets worse. When the soldiers come, it says, then they all forsook him and fled. And it gets worse yet, because the next morning it says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Now, why so much loneliness in his suffering? Because it was all according to Scripture. This was planned. Why? Well, among other reasons, it was so that Hebrews four fifteen and 16 could be in the Bible for lonely people. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who was tested or tempted, same word in Greek, tested in every way, like we are, with loneliness, yet without sin. And then it says, Let us then, with confidence, draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of, it says need, but you could just supply loneliness. Hmm. So Christ experienced utter forsakenness, utter loneliness, so that we would boldly pray for grace, a special grace in time of loneliness, and would have confidence he would give it. Now, what might a prayer like that sound like? Well, here's what it sounded like in the mouth of David, Psalm twenty-five, sixteen: Turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. He had a lot of crises where he was cut off from the people he needed. This is a good prayer right now for thousands of people. I'm saying this is a good prayer right now for thousands of people. Turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. Will God answer that prayer? Well, there are good reasons to believe that he will. First, because he made provisions for it while he was still here. He said, I will not leave you orphans. I won't leave you as orphans. (laughs) I will come to you. John 14, 18. The last thing he said on earth was, Behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. In other words, he sends the Holy Spirit, which is the Spirit of Christ, and he will be with every Christian. Christian, you are not alone. I'll say it again. Christian, you are not alone. This is absolutely wonderful. You are never alone. The most important person in the universe, mark it, the most important person in the universe is with you personally. He promised to be. He doesn't break his word. He is. And the second reason we can expect a sweet answer to that prayer is, fear not, for I am with you. There it is. You don't even need to go any farther in in Isaiah 41. I mean, we all want to go farther. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed. I'm your God. I'll strengthen you. I'll help you. I'll hold you up with my righteous right hand. But the, the first phrase is everything. Fear not. I am with you. 
Or here's the way Paul puts it in 2 Corinthians 9, 8. God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. In other words, there is a grace, a well-timed grace to make you fruitful in times of loneliness. So the experience of loneliness is real Mm -hmm. for God's people, God's people, because this world is not what it was created to be yet. In its ideal form, when it was made, it fell. It is a fallen world, and our relationships are fallen, and viruses are fallen. But God did not leave the world and its brokenness without grace, special grace for every need that his people have, including the need of loneliness. Jesus purchased that grace for sinners with his own lonely suffering. He knows our frame. He has tasted it worse than we know, and he will not leave us as orphans. He will come to us. Whether the coronavirus isolates us or takes our life, he will not leave us alone. This is a precious and sure promise. Amen. Those are really good words here, refocusing our attention on Christ and to his uh, vicarious loneliness that he endured on our behalf. Thank you for that potent perspective, Pastor John. Well, here at DG, once a week or so, we're producing special resources related to this pandemic, including this and other APJ episodes and a few articles. You can find all of them online at desiringgod.org forward slash coronavirus. That's desiringgod.org forward slash coronavirus. I'm your host, Tony Ranke. Thanks for listening to the podcast, and we will see you next time.